Welcome to Teaching Applications of Food Science. I'm Andrea Bianchini, and I'm gonna be the instructor of this course. In this very first video lecture, we're gonna cover all the topics that we're gonna be learning and discussing in this summer session, as well as some of the tools that we're gonna be using um, to engage you um, in this course and also to communicate and to learn. So what we have on our plate today is uh, we're gonna do some introductions. I'm gonna introduce myself a little more to you and I'm gonna uh, ask you to introduce yourself to me and others participating in the course. Uh, we're gonna learn how to use a pooling platform uh, called Slido. We're gonna also review our syllabus and um, we're gonna um, cover all the different things that are expected um, of the students and all the things that the students should expect of me as an instructor of this course. Uh, we're gonna talk about how to navigate Canvas. If you have never had opportunity to work with Canvas, we're gonna learn in this lecture as well. Uh, become familiar with it, where things are, where you can find information there. And then we're gonna have an overview of our semester and all the topics that we're gonna be covering and how they relate to food science. So um, to get ourselves started, I'm gonna you know, just give you a little bit more information about myself. So like I said, I'm Andrea Bianchini. I'm a professor here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I'm in the Department of Food Science and Technology. I have been teaching at the university for the last 10 years, but I've been here uh, a little longer because I'm a graduate from uh, UNL. Um, I um, received my PhD um, here, and I have also worked in, in other positions, uh, staff positions before I was hired as a, a professor. So um, I've been with the university for a little over 16 years. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in food engineering and a master's degree in agricultural and in, uh, environmental microbiology and I have a PhD in food science. So I like bringing all of those different things together in what I do and in what I teach. So I love using um, processes and um, tools that we have in the food industry to improve the quality and safety of the products that we offer to our consumers. Uh, so that's what I, I do for research and part of what I teach here um, at the university. So that's about myself. And um, a personal strength that I have, it's um, lots of energy and I hope to bring that to this class and I hope that you're gonna pick up um, some of that through the videos and um, I hope to use that to engage you, try and keep everybody engaged in the course and keep everybody moving um, while participating in discussions and discussion boards and, and all sorts of engagements that we may have in this class. So now I invite you to either now pause this video or later go to Canvas, um, to our discussion board on Canvas, and um, tell us about yourself. What is your name, your occupation, um, what do you like to learn about this class, or how do you intend to use this class, um, and also what is a personal strength that you bring to this class that it's gonna benefit you, um, and perhaps others that are participating in the course as well. So let me know about yourself. Um, and now we're gonna um, try, and for the first time, using our um, pooling platform. So we're gonna be using Slido quite a bit throughout the course uh, to engage um, your participation so I can hear feedback from you, so I know what you're thinking, if you're understanding the concepts or not. Um, so even though you're gonna be watching the videos on your own, at your own time, um, I'm gonna be um, 
later um, looking at the results um, of the of the pools and and perhaps sharing some of that uh, with you back on the discussion board so you know how we're faring but the first um, question here is about how you're feeling about your first week of class. A lot of energy, maybe not, starting is low, so we'll see. Um, how do we go about participating in the pool? So the first thing to do is go to slido.com and you can use your phone or you can use a computer or a laptop and then we're going to enter a code. The code for this specific question is hashtag science underscore of underscore food number one. And you're going to notice that for each question that we're going to go through uh, along the, the course, um, that number is going to change. So this is first question, food one. And then we're going to go to food two, three, and four. So just remember to change that number so you get the most updated question and the question that we want to hear from you. Um, so go on and let me know how you're feeling about your first week of class. So now we're going to start with our syllabus review. So the syllabus is what I call our contract. So in the syllabus, you're going to find all the rules about the class, all the expectations that I have for students, and also you're going to learn how to contact me, what are the expectations uh, from me in terms of feedback, response time, and uh, help and support. So all of that you can find on the syllabus. So your syllabus should be your go-to document for answering you know, your first line of questions. And then of course, if there's something that you wanna know that you don't find there, do contact us. You're gonna find information on the syllabus about myself and about McKenna. McKenna is our course assistant. She is gonna help us with all the logistics and coordination and she's gonna help me with answering grades and deadlines and all sorts of things um, so we can keep everybody moving at a, a timely manner. So she's a great help to the course always copy myself and her on any email communication because then you have the best chance of getting a response real fast. If I'm busy with something, she can plug in. If she's busy with something, I can answer to you. So always copy us both. Now let's uh, touch up here on a few highlight points of the syllabus. I'm not going to cover the whole document. So because I'm going over here, don't feel like you know everything about it. Please go there and read it and become familiar with that document. But I'm going to highlight a few points here that I think are extremely important. So our course objectives is one, uh, one of the very important parts of our syllabus. I hope that during this course during the session together, um, I'm going to be able to provide you with information that you can apply basic principles of physics, chemistry, and biology to food science while learning how food properties may determine the quality and safety of that particular food. Understand the various components of food and how they may affect the nutritional value of that food, so we're going to touch upon that. Um, and I hope that by the end of the session, you will appreciate the scientific basis of food processes that are applied to food to improve their shelf life and ensure consumer safety. Um, in addition to that, um, I would love for you to apply the concepts that you learned throughout this whole journey together um, into developing educational materials that can be used um, to teach uh, K through 12 um, science education. So I would love to see the concepts that we cover in this class apply to a uh, lesson plan that you uh, may choose to use in the future. 
So that would be the ultimate goal of the, of the class. Um, in the syllabus, you're going to find information about the technical resources that you're going to need to be successful in the course, and the textbook that it's going to support our lectures, and it's going to be part of your reading assignment. So make sure that you um, purchase the ebook, and there's information on Canvas on how to um, access and, and purchase the codes and register the codes and all that is involved with an ebook uh, by the publisher Hayden McNeil. So make sure that you find information about it and you follow the steps. So now let's talk about assignments. This is another part of the syllabus that's very important because um, it explains how our course is going to work and how it's structured and what I expect of you in terms of um, assignments. Um, before we get to the assignments, I want to give a little bit of an overview of how your week may look like during this session. So um, you will be expected to watch a video lecture um, similar to this one, you know, a video on your computer uh, that you're going to watch every day. After you watch that lecture, uh, you're going to be um, going through a series of questions, review questions. So those review questions are going to help you gauge if you're understanding the content because if you get them all right it's because you are you know understanding if you don't quite what are the points that you may need to go back review the lecture ask additional questions use the discussion board contact me and i can provide you more information or explain something better so that's going to be your gauge but another point that it's very uh, important about those review questions is that they're worth a lot of points um, for each test unit, they're worth just as much as a test. Um, and here, the, the goal that I have with those review questions is for you to reinforce learning. So I will let you um, take, it, the, the review questions are going to be open on Canvas for you to take time and time again uh, within a time frame, um, or like a time period. And during that time period, you can take as many times as needed to get all the questions correctly. So my goal is that through that process of attempting to get the questions all correct, you'll be learning and reinforcing some of that knowledge. So the bottom line is that we have right, you know, from the get-go here, 300 points that are basically yours as long as you are diligent in doing those review questions, watching the video lecture, answering the questions within their time frame and before their deadline. So every day you have a lecture to watch and a set of questions to answer. And if you follow that and you keep up with the deadlines, all those points um, are already yours. Very important. Um, then um, another thing that uh, you're going to notice is that you're going to be watching those lectures, right, every day. And those lectures uh, are taped, are videotaped in a lecture hall. So um, the reason why is because um, we have used an opportunity where we have students um, gather for um, a class that covers uh, the same content that we're going to be covering here. Um, and in that class, I offer demonstrations. I offer opportunities for students to engage with the content and ask questions. So we're going to be using some of the material to present the technical content to you here. So you have an opportunity to 
kind of watch and see how students react to some of those demonstrations. And it might be something that you might want to use um, for teaching purposes later. Like if you see a demonstration that could fit in your classroom um, and you see how it's done and how students reacted to that, um, you're going to have a throw explanation um, on the scientific basis of that demonstration. So it's going to serve as an example. So because of that, we're going to use that material um, for you to be um, watching and, and reviewing and learning the concepts of food science. So don't be surprised to see myself in a lecture hall um, for the lectures that are going to be uh, coming ahead here. Um, so I just wanted to let you know the purpose and the goal of doing or in structuring this course around those lectures. And um, we are also going to cover uh, the scientific method in this um, food science course here. Um, so how you can apply the scientific method to teach food science. So we're going to have a lecture on the concepts of scientific method and several examples of how we can apply those concepts into food situations. So you're going to have an opportunity to look at at least three different um, assignments that are going to be um, covering scientific methods, um, um, concepts, and how they're applied in food science. So by uh, going through those and, and completing them as an assignment, you're going to be learning through the process and you can again use those as potentially future examples for um, teaching. Um, food science in your classroom. So hopefully those will be useful um, in that way. And then we have uh, the MyPlate um, assignment, which again, it's another great uh, example of how we can bring together science, food science into very, um, um, very much like a daily application. So in this activity, you're going to have an opportunity to review your own diet habits and your own eating habits and how they may be um, closely related or perhaps not to what it's expected of a healthy lifestyle. So um, again, another great assignment that you're going to be completing yourself, but also may serve as, um, if not an example, at least an inspiration for you to apply some of this food science concepts in your own classroom if you are teaching food science. Um, then we're going to have uh, tests that are going to help us uh, gauge and review and evaluate and assess your understanding of the content uh, associated with food science because we expect you to understand them really well so you can teach them as well. And then like I said, my main goal uh, for this class is to have you come up with a lesson plan that you can choose to use that in the future or not. It could be just a um, uh, an exercise here for, for this purpose, um, or it could be something useful that you can actually put in practice. So you have uh, the whole session to work on it, and, I, and, and there will be more information about it, but basically I would encourage you to um, pick a topic um, that you are, you know, more inclined or more familiar or, uh, or you like more or you have more interest, and then try to use that topic for a lesson plan. And, um, and we'll have more information and de detailed instructions about uh, what it's required there and what are the expectations. But again, you can start working on that at any time. Um, and if, you, if we come across with concepts in the classroom that you're like, oh, I want to do my lesson plan about that, get started. 
don't wait until the very end because you know better than I um, how long it may take to come up with a good uh, solid lesson plan. So um, you can start it as, as soon as uh, today. So now we're uh, other points of the syllabus that I would like to touch up. Um, the exams I already mentioned, we're going to have one per uh, unit. Um, they're non-cumulative, so each uh, test unit is going to have one particular test, and the final one, it's not going to accumulate from the previous. It's just one set of lectures that it's going to be covered, and the syllabus tells you which lectures are covered in each test. Uh, we're going to give extra credits for attendance and participation. And in the syllabus, you can find a little bit more information about what that means and how you can participate to get those points. But in brief, I just wanted to let you know that if you watch your lectures, if you review your questions, uh, post questions on the discussion board, participate and answer things on the discussion board when somebody makes a comment, um, participate on your Slido polls, we're accounting all that. Um, the Canvas, it's a, it's a, it's a great tool for um, gathering information about students' use of the site. So uh, the system itself knows how much you're clicking on things, how much you're participating, how much you're engaging in. We have a way of scoring all that behind the scenes. So that's how your participation is going to be um, pulled together. Communication, very important. Um, because of university policies, I can only communicate with you using a university account email. So you have to use your Canvas email, the one that is associated with Canvas, to communicate with myself and McKenna. So the easiest way to play by the rules is by using the email application inside Canvas. So if you go to your Canvas page, there's going to be like a, a link to um, email, uh, and then you can choose myself and McKenna as your uh, the destination of that email or the person, the receiver of that email, and then um, we're going to be all um, following the rules and, and playing by the book. So please use that application to send email to us. Um, if you send from a Gmail account, I can't reply to that, so I'm going to have to take that information and reroute through Canvas, and we do that, but the only concern I have is if you're waiting for a reply on that Gmail account, it's never going to come. The reply is going to be on your Canvas account. So make sure that you pay attention and you monitor that. I'm going to be sending emails on a regular basis every week or sometimes more than once a week. So please um, pay attention to those email communications. Important information is going to be uh, dispersed that way. Other important policies and resources uh, that we expect um, of you or we offer to you, you will find on the syllabus, so please review those. Any special needs, extra help, extra time for exams, there are policies in there and how you can um, obtain those. Uh, so please uh, let me know um, if you need anything and we will work with you to meet your needs. Um, so now I'm going to uh, invite you to navigate Canvas with me for a little bit, um, just to make sure that we're all on the same page and we know where contents are and where the material is, so you can feel very comfortable navigating and finding things on your own. Um, so let's go, jump with me here. Okay, so here is the page that you would see if you were to go to your dashboard on Canvas and look for teaching applications uh, of food science. Um, it's a little abbreviated, the title of the course, because it's long, but I'm sure you'll be able to find there. Just look for our logo and colors and you'll find it. 
So from that dashboard, you're going to be uh, clicking on that link and coming to this page. Um, before we start exploring this page, I also want to point out the link to the inbox. So that's the email that we will have to use in this class for communication. So if you want to reach out to me or McKenna, uh, please um, use that inbox, that email application. Um, and that's also where you're going to find all the emails that we are sending out uh, with reminders and important dates and important information about the course. So make sure that you check that inbox on a very regular basis. So then here on our page, this is our home page, and I invite you to review uh, this page in detail later. Uh, make sure that you have everything is needed to get started. And here's a brief overview of what to expect in each lesson. Once you're familiar with that, you can um, go to, um, I invite you to review the syllabus. So uh, that's where you're going to find the syllabus for our course and you can download a uh, PDF of it. As we start populating the Canvas page with assignments and dates and lectures and, and all that, you're going to start seeing those here as well. So you can come to the syllabus to find dates for the test. You're going to find that right now on this PDF. There's already the dates there, but you're also going to find them once you start populating the Canvas, you're going to also find them listed here. So two places for you to look for upcoming uh, tests. The assignment dates are not listed on the syllabus, but they will be listed under your assignments. So you can always click on assignments to know uh, when the assignments are due. Right now we don't have anything, but um, comes the first day of class, this is going to start being populated. So by the time that you explore the canvas yourself, there might be some assignments already sitting there and waiting for you. So on a regular basis, um, the place where you're going to come to, it's the modules. So that's where you're going to spend most of your time in this class. So the modules, it's where you're going to find your lectures, you're going to find your review questions, and um, assignments may be there or may be posted on their assignments. So just make sure that you check both places to make sure that you're not missing on anything that is due or anything that's coming up. I would highly recommend checking both places. Um, under modules right now, we don't have any lecture posted. Um, once again, we're, we're populating this and I'm pre-recording this video lecture. So we're going to have here the first lecture, which will include this one and others, as you come to this page on the first day of class. And you will find the lecture, the review questions, and other things that you need to complete um, every day of the week. Right now, what I have, it's things that I would like you to do before you click on that first, you know, or second lecture um, and start moving on with the content. I would like you to review um, the items here and make sure that you are familiar with myself, with McKenna, and with uh, some policies we have, and our ebook, and other things. As you can see, as you complete those, they're going to show as a checked um, check mark for completion. And I don't have all of them completed yet. Um, I just completed the first one while reviewing um, the content before um, uh, recording this lecture. But I am going to jump here to the course schedule because I want to highlight a few things. So 
On this link, you're going to find a course schedule that you can actually see on the screen with all the dates, with the tests, with assignments, everything. This is a summary of your session. You can download that, save in your computer, you have a PDF down here, or you can always visit this page. If we make any changes for any reason at all, we will communicate with you and we'll be very clear in sending out information if changes need to be made. But this is what we're planning on using for the whole session. And then I'm going to go to the next item here, which is my Respondus Lock Browser, Lockdown Browser. And I want to um, discuss with you what this is about and why is it important. So for our tests in this class, we're not going to use a regular browser like Firefox or Internet Explorer. We're instead going to use Respondus Lockdown. So this browser you're going to have to download and install in the machine that you intend to take your uh, tests on. So on this page here, you're going to have very detailed information about how to download and install this program in your computer. If you encounter any issue in any of the steps or get stuck, don't hesitate to send myself and McKenna an email and we will help you through. This system or this uh, application is compatible with um, PCs, Macs, and all variations and types of PCs and Macs. The only thing that we are aware of issues is with Chromebook. So if Chromebook is the only machine that you have available for taking your tests, then please communicate with McKenna and I and we'll work around it. But otherwise, you should be able to install and use the Lockdown, lockdown Browser for the tests. The main goal in using this browser, this special browser, it's because as the name suggests, you're going to be locked down inside of that test. The browser is not going to allow you to navigate the internet or get out of there and do other things in your computer. And we're doing that mostly to keep you focused. We want you to focus on the test. We don't want you to be distracted by other things. Um, so we want you to make sure that you, you know, in a safe, focused environment to do your test. So please uh, make sure that you download and install this application in your computer. Um, Closer to test one, we will give you an opportunity to test your system and make sure that you have downloaded and installed this browser properly. We're going to send out a quiz. We're going to announce a quiz that is non-graded, but it's going to be required to be completed. And that's going to provide you with an opportunity to make sure that your system is working properly and you're being able to submit your answers and you're being able to navigate the test. Um, it's going to be just a very, very short quiz with a few questions that are going to um, provide you an opportunity to be familiar with this uh, browser. And it's also going to ensure us that your system is functioning in a way that it's submitting the questions to us that you, we can receive your test answers and we are all ready for you to um, participate in the tests of the class. So it's very, very important. Make sure that you follow these instructions um, as soon as possible and install this and be ready for those tests. Um, if you are interested in knowing how you're performing in the class, you can come here and click on grades and you'll find the grades that you've been receiving for each assignment, test, quiz, and everything else. Um, and another point that it's important here on the canvas that I want to show you, it's your discussion board. So like I mentioned in this lecture, um, I would love to learn more about you and so please 
come here and introduce yourself to, um, to me, McKenna, and everybody else taking this course. Um, right now, there's nothing posted, but come the first day of class, there's going to be an introduction for myself and McKenna waiting for you there. So um, feel free to follow up and, and always um, enter that as a, uh, a response or a reply to that uh, discussion board so we can keep everything organized. Um, if you have any questions related to the course in general that you, um, if you want, you can send a direct email to McKenna and I, but if you feel like posting on the discussion board, that's fine too. If you feel that it would be um, useful to others, um, then post it there and we're gonna answer to everybody. So those are gonna be on the top for now. And then um, we're also gonna be posting every week discussion boards that are specific to each lecture that you are um, uh, working on. And I would ask you to post here in each of this any questions, follow up, um, anything that you want to learn more about that topic or if something wasn't clear. And even if you don't want to post anything, check it out, see if somebody posted a question because I'll be answering and then maybe you can learn from that as well. So we're going to use this as our Q&A for each of the lectures that we're going to go through. I just ask that everybody post the questions that are associated with the respective lecture so we can keep everything organized. So with that, um, I uh, pretty much finished the, the tour. I would like to give it um, on Canvas to you so you become familiar with all the different parts and tools and, and areas of the Canvas page that we're going to be using the most. So with that, let's go back to our um, PowerPoint presentation and look at the other topics that we have for this lecture. So now we have our second poll of the day. So again, get your phone or um, use your laptop or your computer. Go to slido.com. Remember to change that hashtag to number two now at the end and answer the question. What is one word that come to mind when you think of food science? So here, uh, the goal is to create a word cloud um, and I'll share that word cloud with you on the discussion board. Um, usually, um, what I'm excited to see is that um, the words that come to mind to students uh, when they think of food science are those that we're going to cover in class. So I'm looking forward to see your word cloud to see uh, if there's going to be a lot of um, um, overlaps between what you think of food science and what I intend to teach. Um, and if not, maybe I can throw in some discussions or some activities uh, that can match that or perhaps, you know, discuss points that I didn't think of that were interesting and you want to know about it. So let me know what you think when you think of food science and um, hopefully we'll have a good alignment with this course and if there's anything there that I see popping up that it's of your interest and I'm not covering, we'll find a way to um, cater to that. So now I'm going to take a little bit of time to talk about food science and technology as a whole um, because that's going to kind of set the tone or the parameters for us to define the topics that we're going to be covering in this class, which is the last little bit of this presentation. So food science and technology is a profession um, that defined by our um, most important um, professional association, which is the Institute of Food Technologists. So that association defines food science and technology as the discipline in which the engineering, biological, and physical sciences are used to study the nature of foods, the causes of deterioration, 
principles underlying food processing and the improvement of foods for the consuming public. So that's the description of what a food scientist does. Not all of us work in every single part of that because as you can see it's, it's quite long and involves a lot of different areas. So some of us tend to concentrate our efforts, um, our expertise in some of those areas. Um, so you may find food scientists working specifically in developing new food products. So those are the very creative folks that are going to come up with uh, brand new products, brand new flavors and flavor combinations that we see almost every day on the shelves of the grocery store. So it's almost like um, an art, right? Um, because they, they're going to have to be very creative. They need to sometimes think outside the box and come up with products that will call our attention, are good, healthy, and, and all that. So um, that's development of new products. Then we have those individuals that are um, responsible for bringing that to your home or bringing that to the grocery store. So those are the professionals that are going to design the processes to make those new foods. So somebody in, the, um, in a laboratory or in a pilot plant, it's going to come up with a new idea and they're going to make a prototype, but then somebody needs to take that prototype and make it into you know, a series of product, massive production. So that's where we have some of us working in the processing and that's where you know a food engineering um, a food engineer would would have a role in helping um, uh, bring those new concepts uh, into products um, then we have those that will work with packaging and packaging materials and developing new packagings and it's amazing if you go to the grocery store and look at it all of them are so easy to open now you hardly even uh, need a can opening uh, a can opener these days anymore uh, there's so many you know just push pull and uh, tear types of packages and, and all that came out of those very creative individuals that are thinking about our packaging materials and then shelf life studies. Some of us uh, dedicate their lives to improve the shelf life of products. Um, there's a lot of things that we can do to food. We don't necessarily need to add chemicals to it to improve the shelf life. In some cases we do, but that's not a must. So some of us dedicate their um, you know, uh, time and efforts in improving the shelf life and making foods available longer, um, and especially uh, for those potentially geographical locations or populations that wouldn't have access to a particular product if it wasn't for that extension of shelf life. And you might be thinking of um, that maybe uh, if you live in the Midwest of the United States, that may or may not apply to you. I would say apply to us and a lot. Uh, being in Nebraska, uh, there's just certain commodities that we can grow at certain times of the year, but we like consuming foods throughout the year. So having the ability to preserve those foods um, and consume them um, at any time uh, makes life a lot more enjoyable. So um, kudos to those professionals that are ensuring that we have food available at any time uh, and take advantage of the harvest, right? So food does not go to waste, but otherwise is preserved so it can be consumed later. Sensory evaluation. Um, so those are the individuals that are going to be working with the flavors, with the colors of the food, making it appealing, making it us 
like it, so we eat it. Um, in some cases, um, that's what we need to do with some healthy foods that otherwise wouldn't be so appealing. So sometimes we can change their texture, change something about them that enhances their um, consumption appeal. Um, so sensory evaluation, it's a large area. Also, when you're developing new products, you want to make sure that uh, the people would accept it, would consume it time and time again. So without that feedback from consumers, it's really difficult to launch a product with success. So sensory evaluation is an uh, intrinsic part of that process. And microbiological and chemical testing, uh, that's to ensure quality and safety of the products all the way from their, you know, um, harvesting time all the way to your plate. So we need to do that, we need to use those tools. Um, and a lot of what I do fits into that because, um, like I said, I have a, um, a microbiology background that I try to plug in into the food processing to make foods last longer and, uh, and have better quality um, and be safe at all times. So if we think about food science and technology, we're trying to put together here a lot of different sciences. We're bringing together chemistry, uh, technology, um, quality and safety. Uh, we have that area as well. The area of microbiology, the area of engineering, and nutrition. So all of that um, will work together um, to um, bring to us this science that it's a culmination of all these different areas, which is food science and technology. So here we have a overview of our semester. So you'll see that all the concepts and the expertise that comes along with food science is gonna be in some way touched up in this course. We're gonna cover all the different concepts and all the different areas that a food science professional uh, would also potentially be working on. So to start um, everybody on the same page and very, you know, with the basics, we're going to have a couple of lectures talking about chemistry, just so we have all those concepts covered and, and you're going to see how also you in the classroom can build knowledge from very basic concepts and how we take that into food chemistry and how from food chemistry and those food components, we're going to take it into nutrition so you can um, understand uh, from the, you know, the basic components of the food all the way to their functions and, and how they help us with nutrition and the nutritional value of the food. And because we're talking now about foods, right, we started with atoms and molecules, but we're going to end up in food. Um, we're going to then talk about the food quality. What are the attributes that we care about foods? Um, and then we also want to talk about food safety. But before we get to food safety, we need some building blocks that we didn't have yet. So we're going to talk about food microbiology. So basically, we're going to start with some concepts of chemistry and biology to then jump into very applicable areas of food science. Um, and to ensure that our food is safe, uh, the industry does it's due diligence to make sure that the products that they're putting in the market, it's safe for consumers. But nonetheless, we also have a regulatory branch that helps us and supports and set the, the, the rules and the limits and, and, and tell us um, what foods should or should not have to be safe and nutritional. So there's food laws and regulations that we're going to be covering. And I, I hope to be able to show how they're... Um, they, they, they come from a 
scientific standpoint, so the laws and regulations that we have now to protect consumer safety come from a scientific basis. So hopefully we're going to be able to make those connections um, when we cover that content. And then uh, we're going to talk about food processing. So we're going to end our session by bringing all the different concepts together and how food processing can help us improve the quality of foods and uh, ensure the safety of products. Um, sometimes it helps us add a nutritional value to it. Um, and it definitely helps us comply with certain regulatory uh, expectations. So we're going to bring all that together with our food processing module. Um, and hopefully by the end of the session, you're going to have a good understanding, solid understanding of food science. And also you're going to have a better appreciation perhaps for food processing. I'm not necessarily advocating for uh, excessive food processing, um, but definitely there's a level of food processing that is required to ensure the safety and provide products that have a shelf stability that is acceptable to uh, feed our population. So hopefully you come out with that positive um, attitude towards food science and, and all that we do to make sure that uh, everybody has safe and quality food available um, for their consumption. So in case if you're wondering um, where food scientists work, um, they uh, work in the food beverage industry as processors, as you know, uh, those that are associated with making the food. That's 47% of us. Some of uh, us, like 23%, will work in um, ingredient manufacturers. So we're going to supply the ingredients for those processing facilities. And then we have those of us that work in academia, like myself, and then some other areas that are uh, also part of this food supply chain um, to support it and, and make it um, as strong and safe as it is. Uh, so we have um, some professionals in the area of regulatory, some in the area of testing, packaging materials, so all of that that supports this food supply chain. So we come to one more uh, pool here. I would like to hear from you one more time. So uh, take out your phone or use your computer or laptop. Um, make sure that you change that code one more time to number three and answer this question to me. What is the weirdest food you have ever eaten? I am very curious to see. You can enter anything there. You can type it up, what might have been. And um, I'm curious to learn from you what might be the weirdest food that you ever eaten. With that, we come to the end of our first engagement, our first lecture. Um, our plates are clean and we are done for today. And I hope you enjoyed this video and I will see you next time.